Meanwhile, at the boneyard on Krakoa... Just worry about resurrection protocols and leave the hero stuff to the big guns, eh? I am the big gun, bitch. Or have you forgotten? I once came so close to cracking this world apart like an egg that you had to make a deal to host an ancient death goddess just to save my fractured mind. I mean, read X-Factor if you don't know what I'm talking about. But sweetie, since you appear to be fully mortal again, I'd say that whatever is going on with you is especially my business. Hey, it's funny. What is? Funny how the world still seems to be holding up just fine now, does it not? I love been a while. You must have forgotten about me sonic hypnosis. Why else would you be dumb enough to confront me by your lonesome? You're going to leave me alone now, Lorna. Yes. Okay. And fire tries to investigate my death again, you're going to sabotage their every attempt aggressively. And say it with me now. Now I'm a lesbian. Now I'm a lesbian. Now I'm a lesbian. Now I'm a lesbian. Good girl. We, I was under the hypnosis. God. Welcome to episode 163 of CBQ Legacy. That's comic book queers. And I am your host, Evil Jeff. And I'm joined with me, as always, by the sexy, sexy, and oh. amazing at an Irish accent, Brett. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. I, I'm not good at an Irish accent. I can. Whenever that I reading... To- Whenever I try to do testament. one, I have a Minnesota accent. Like, oh, lucky charms. Let's, all right, let me um, um, say, so when you say I, you go, hi. <laughs> <laughs> hi. Red, hi, read the book. I, see, I'm bad. I don't know. Come on. Let's talk about comic books. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Comic Book Queer's Legacy. This is a podcast. It's about <laughs> comics and everything related to them. Yes. Sorry we, if we sound frazzled, but you know, democracy is crumbling and we're going to talk yeah. about people with magic powers. So just fucking buckle up. Let's forget about the world for a moment. I have to say, reading comic books as long as I have, I feel particularly trained for this moment. Like, okay, stormtroopers invaded <laughs> the, the, the rebel castle. Uh, that's how I'm thinking about this. Exactly. They're, they're stormtroopers. Yes. What fun. Uh, they're evil. They're not. They're just the bad guys. They're the bad guys. Or Loki and the bad guys with the Viking. Are... With the, like, that basically was like Loki. The guy yeah, with pre- the, the Viking helmet. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God. Anytime I see a fellow gay, like, I don't know. I'm like, shut shut it down right now. <laughs> Fuck you. That's I not, will say no, I am the worst that. with that. I am the worst where I have to always read a headline. Because I remember back when, oh, who are all these hot guys with tiki torches? Up oh, white oh. supremacists. Shit. Oops. Always read. I have to always oh. read the line first. Gross. Um, it's a world of good and evil, and evil is particularly empowered. But what a great world to talk about comic books in. Yes. I think um, I'm ready to get a little exy, aren't you? I read it. I got a little exy too. Play that music. I want your ex. Come on. Ooh. All right. So we just read a scene. Um, we read a scene from a comic book called X Factor, uh, particularly number six. That's written by Leo Williams, personal fave, and drawn by David Baldion, another personal fave. Um, can I just say... This is, uh, they're listening to our podcast. Because I'm going to just... Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? Who isn't? I've actually, someone, a friend of mine, just posted on his Facebook tagging me. 
oh my God, thank you, Jeff McCubbin. I'm reading Something's Killing the Children. Like he's been listening to my podcast. I didn't even realize. Thank you. I was like, woo! That makes it four listeners. Woo! <laughs> Actually, no, there isn't. It turns out one of um my boyfriends, one of his uh, one of his friends was listening and then happened to tell him the last episode how we were making fun of my boyfriend's eating habits. And my boyfriend was like, what were you saying about me on this podcast? Oh, my God. We talk about you all the time, Jill. <laughs> and I was like, it wasn't anything that wasn't true. He's like, that doesn't matter. <laughs> He's like, that's even worse. Um, wait, there was a listener on Twitter who said they've been listening since 2007 and was referencing bits and was like, your show got us through college. Like, I, my, my friends and I would listen, and but like while we were up studying, I'm like, this is incredible. Like, he's wow. referencing bits. I'm like, I think I remember that. I don't remember. I don't remember what Listen, happened. Listen, we're doing great. The 2000s. We're doing great. Not like Teresa Cassidy, aka Simon. But the reason I brought that up of like why I think that Leah Williams is uh, listening is because um, I brought up. Wasn't Siren a goddess? What didn't she become a real siren, like a ba- a real yeah. banshee? Whatever happened with that? Well, and I I and I went and looked it up after reading this issue. It has oh. never been addressed since X Factor, oh. the original X Factor. And so they're fucking dealing with it now. Woo! Is that what you think this is? I don't. Is this I, related to that god status? I think it. I think it has to be something. I think there's something, not necessarily that she still is a god, but there's something, I think that has to have something to do with it, especially the fact that Polaris brought it up. I just forgot that at the end of the of Peter David's X Factor run, I totally forgot that Polaris and Havoc joined the team. Yeah, and the I last, forgot that too. Like in the last bunch of issues, and that's when all of that happened. So she brought that up. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. They were on the team together. That's incredible. So I think this definitely. There's something. Okay, so it's what is going on, Brad? Explain what's happening in X Factor. So, last issue at the end, Siren essentially fell off a cliff and died. Everyone heard her scream while she fell. Uh, everyone's like, "But you can fly! What the fuck?" And she's like, "I slipped and fell," because uh, she's been resurrected. But then they find her dead again. And, and, and again and again and again. And and she's just like, I don't know. I it was my last backup. Doesn't I miss those days. So I don't know. It was probably just an accident. Beat it. <clears throat> she's like, beat it. Leave me alone. I fell. I slipped. And I slipped into a doorknob. One of my favorite things is apparently the entire team is made up of lie detectors. <laughs> they all have different ways to detect lies using their powers in different ways. I boy, Rachel. Like, she's lying. Rachel is like, she's lying. Dakin is like, she's lying. And she's then lying. of course, Prodigy is like, well, I could, I have whatever you guys have. So yeah. Um, I think it's, uh, I thought that was amazing. And I think Polaris, I think Polaris, her character, she's, has this new freedom where she's just like, I don't want to be a leader. I don't want to be Magneto's daughter. I just want to figure my own shit out. I just want to be me. I don't want to be Havoc's girlfriend. I don't want to be that insane woman. I just want to be me. So she's just kind of like just doing whatever the fuck she wants. Unfortunately, it kind of blows up in her face (laughs) at the end of this issue. That is true. But what what do you think is going on with Siren? I really don't know. I am I am at a loss, but I'm very intrigued because Siren's a very strong personality. She's an she's an aggressive person and that's why we love her. So when she says stay the fuck out of my business, she really means stay the fuck out of my business. To the point where she hypnotizes Lorna at the end and sets up some hilarious future plot lines where X-Factor is going to try to investigate the death of Siren, which we know another one is coming. Thus, uh, That's been the pattern. But Polaris is going to subconsciously be sabotaging their investigations. Now, So we've got a mole in X-Factor. Who doesn't love that? And now, do we see that shape at the end when she is like, good girl, and the birds are flying, forming a somewhat of a shape? Is that... Yeah, I was something? trying to investigate what that is. I can't discern... I mean, Surmise. It, it looks like some kind of Illuminati symbol to me. 
Yeah. And that's the other thing is her eyes are glowing. And I don't think her, her eyes, eyes are glowing. Usually do that. Which is why I'm thinking that maybe, what was it? it was, I think it was Mor- Morrigan. Morrigan, I think, was the name of the of the demoness goddess that okay. kind of possessed her. Interesting. And uh. I, but that's the thing is, here's what my take would be, is I have a feeling maybe she was, resur- like, that's the thing. Has she, did she die at all again? She hasn't died. Like this was like when she, when they first found her dead and then was resurrected, was that her first resurrection? I need to go back and figure that out. Like, were they investigating a second death or was that her cliff fall death? I believe. Like, she wasn't resurrected any time before. How, like, Banshee was resurrected. Yeah, I think when she fell off the cliff, they resurrected her and then they found her dead again. No, that's what I mean. But she wasn't, but before that, like, before House of X. Oh, no, no, no. Before House of X, she didn't die or anything, right? No, 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 no. So here's my take is maybe she does still have that Morrigan like call yeah. to her being in her. And then it's like, I'm going to take your body over again. And she's like, fuck this, commits suicide, gets resurrected. Morrigan maybe comes back and she's like, nope. And fuck then she's this. like, I'm going to fucking kill myself every time you try to take me over. That's just one thing of thinking like, maybe that's what it is. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, that symbol that the birds are forming, like, could that be some kind of Celtic symbol? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All I know is it's very, um, I'm here for it. I do like, because that's the other thing is Siren has a very weird history. She, I think people forget that like, she has a very specific character. Like she's a very like, like she was in X, like you remember she was dating Deadpool in X Factor? Before that she was dating before that she was with Madrox and then there's the whole she was she carried Madrox's dupe baby like this girl's been through shit she's been through some shit yeah she's fucked up and you don't and you know what if you get a fucked up ginger there will be held hey i host a show with one yeah rain sinclair yeah um, that's right Jean gray madeline pryor <laughs> evil jeff teresa cassidy um, the other, who's the other character that was a little interesting to you in this? Was there another character that were you, you that stood out um, for you? Really, kind of going in on Prodigy. On Prodigy, yeah. How he really can be a source of knowledge. Yeah, he's basically that will help like, these investigations. Oh, there's a whole source of knowledge about mutant death and mutant decay and mutant bodies and mutant decomposition that no one has ever studied. So I'm going to create that whole wealth of knowledge. I do love that Prodigy is trying to become some sort of forensic expert. Yeah. Uh, to All help with these investigations. The to help Great. with the investigations, which is just like, he's like, oh, if I can figure out how fast a resurrected or, or mutant body from Krakoa decomposes, I can, I can signal the time, I can get the time of death. Here's the thing that's interesting though, is prodigy i would i want to know what are the upper limits because right now the way his power used to work when he was around someone he would know everything but when he walked away he did not know it anymore until he was de-powered and the stepford cuckoos said even though you don't have your powers we'll give you access to everything you used to know and yeah. you'll remember it forever. And now it seems like he has both of the powers now. That not only can he gain the knowledge, but he keeps it. And that, I feel, has Omega-level potential. Is that just me? Ooh, I like this. I Because it's like, what's the limit? If, if he has no limit. Does he have no limit to how much knowledge he can retain? I Holy think that's Omega-level. So his knowledge that he retains, is it, it's not memories, it's skills, right? Or it's, it's, inform, it's, it's he knows He knows the knowledge that you have learned. It's basically yeah. what you have learned. So if you're a doctor, so let, he knows all of your doctor stuff. If you're a ninja, he knows all of your fighting skills. It's like that so kind of thing. Let me ask you this crazy question, and I hope you're sitting down. Okay. I, I, do you record this sitting down? 
I, I, why would I record it standing up? Right? That would be insane. <laughs> Here's my question. What happens when Prodigy is standing next to Moira? Oh, shit. So I'm not even saying the memories. I'm saying the skills that she's picked up. Over That's 10 lifetimes. Stay the fuck away. That's the, he, he, de- right? But, oh, but here's the other thing is he said it's his powers that made him bisexual though. So it's also, Oh, so I think it's also, uh, even more than that. It's also like your inner desires and stuff like that. He kind of picks up on too, which also makes me feel he has a very big potential to turn evil. If he's around the wrong people. Like, I feel like if he was studying with sinister, that would be very bad. Very bad. But I, I think he definitely has potential. Although it looks like, um, I don't know, it felt like, was it just me or was there some kind of sexual tension between him and Cecilia Reyes? Uh, I think it was awkwardness. Yeah, maybe th- that was sexual tension. And so right now, Prodigy, I felt like maybe there's some sexual tension with with him but then there's also this weird is iboy bisexual yeah i was wondering iboy what seems is like going he's got a little, with him? A little crushy he's on prodigy. crushing out on prodigy he's like i love your voice yeah read this to me oh just talk read this to me, to me. Mm. such a deep voice like what oh i'm so wet what and then there's every and then it's like i mean have have aurora and dakin fucked yet no but they need to soon because you can cut it with a knife. They're full on so hot for each other. And I can't wait to have North Star walk into them fucking and being real pissed off. And I I really do want Dakin to sleep with North Star too. And both of the brother and sister have a falling out because they're both in love with Dakin. Can we uh, make it happen? Please! I love this Please. book. I think this book I do too. is great. It's also doing something where um, it's just, it's doing what X-Force is supposed to do. Let's take the idea, X-Force is supposed to be, let's look at the, the nation building, the nation relations of this nation, uh, of Krakoa. Is it doing it? No, failing miserably. X-Factor is yeah. all like, we're going to just focus on the resurrection protocols. And going so hard in on it. And it's so fascinating. I fucking love it. There's twists and turns. There's drama. There's romance. But there's science. And there's... It's great. You know what? Here's the thing. Here's the word. There's one word that X Factor does and that X Force does not. And that word is explore. Yes. It's having fun. X Factor takes an idea and it explores it. X-Force doesn't. It just says, we are this thing. Well, it yeah, doesn't it's also, explore And I think it. any good writing, the creators of South Park, they always said when they're writing a South Park episode, as soon as they end a scene, they all say, if this happens, then what? If this, then what? And that's what X-Factor does. X-Force is like, we have to have weird plants killing people. Like, it's, no, why? Like, how does weird plants killing people explore the idea of an intelligence operation? It doesn't to me. Yeah, the one issue of X-Force where they had the meeting with the other countries and they tried to do an attack, but they were like ready for it. And do you remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was the X-Force I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And it's failing miserably. Now, one thing, we didn't do Hot Topics, but there's going to be, I would like to, I have an idea for a new comic that I just thought of, a new X-Comic. Oh. But I do want to bring up now, I feel like since we've talked about X-Factor, before we get into the next one, there is a new X-Comic that is coming soon. Oh, yes. We were remiss to not bring this up as a hot topic. Um, Called The Way of X. And we Way all know X. that Nightcrawler said he should be forming a new religion, and I believe this comic is about that, probably, right? Yes. Ideally, this is the comic that will explore the idea of mutant spirituality. And it's a very strange cast of characters. Yeah. So who was in it again? It's Nightcrawler. It's Nightcrawler, who's a beloved character. It's Pixie, 
It's blink. It, Loa. Loa. Dr. DJ. D- who's DJ? And Dr. Nemesis. Who the fuck is he's, DJ? He's one of the new X-Men. He was on like Gambit Squad or something. Or one of the squads. He's the kid with the headphones around his neck. He can turn any music. Like he has different powers based on what music he's listening to. When did he appear? Like when all like there were when the, all those different squads were in the new X Men book. Oh, like, like so Emma had Prodigy, Emma had like her Hellions and, and oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. Like oh. Gambit had the, the Chevaliers and like all those different squads. He was like we're trans the same book that Trance and Lower were in. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah. So it is weird that it's all like the young young ones. Is this going to be like young an impressionable minds? Oh, is this going to be like Jesus Camp? I don't know. Nightcrawler's molesting all of them. But I will say this. If it explores the idea of mutant spirituality, I'm in. If it is, this is the mutant religion book, and it's just Kurt and a bunch of kids swinging swords at people, I'm going to be like, what the fuck? Exactly. And that's why I now have an idea for a new comic. Because it's the same thing with... uh, the space one. The space one is all dealing about, you know, getting the X-Men to use their powers to explore space and time warps and black holes and all that stuff. I have a question for you, because I brought up the thing with Prodigy being Omega yeah. level. How do we know who is Omega level? Yeah, How does who knows? Krakoa know? Right. How does Xavier know? I feel that there's probably some sort of testing I want. I would love a book about the people testing and trying to discover who is and isn't Omega level. Oh my God! You call it "Who wants to be an Omega level"? Who wants to be an Omega level? But you know what I mean of just being like, "Oh, this person—they yeah. don't have big powers, but let's see where's the limit. Do they have? Oh a limit my God. To their powers. I would. What read a that. great framing device for like, like uh, grounded character studies of different obscure mutant characters trying to push themselves, trying to push their limits, trying to remove obstacles in their... Like, what a great way to explore the different mutants on Krakoa. Yeah, and it's also, that could be the group that also would be like, how did they figure out that those five teleporters could teleport? Or the or what is it? The No, not the teleporters, but what's the group in um, in a sword? What are they called? Yeah. The six? Yeah, or whatever? The, the six. Yeah. How did how were they discovered? I feel like I want to see the group that's figuring all of that out. Yes. Who would, I you like think would it. lead that? Who's a good tester? I mean, originally I would say Beast, but I hate On- Beast. Honestly. Who? And I hate to say it. Charles Xavier. Yeah. Yeah, let's put fucking Charles at the center of something. Yeah. All right. Are you listening, everybody? Omega. It could just be called Omega. It could just be called House of Omega. Omega. <laughs> but I'm I'm going too far into my own dreams. There is an actual. There actually is another comic that did come out. <laughs> there is a there is a dream book <laughs> out there already, uh, and that is Hellions number eight um, by. The Can Do No Wrong, Zeb Wells, and Steven Segovia. And uh, this is just kind of the epilogue of Nanny Nanny getting her nanny ship. Because they got to get that suit back on Orphan Maker because he's leaking. Whatever that means. Orphan Maker, is he Omega level? I'm sorry, bring it back to my cool idea. Um, Hellions, (laughs) the comedy in Hellions, because I will just say. It's on point. Fucking Hodge starts monologuing. Oh. And Wild Child and Nanny are like, you're talking too much. And they just run past him. I, and even the bubbles, like their their balloon bubbles go over his balloon Over his speech. Of monologuing. Yeah. And they're like, shut up. There's too much talking. And they just run past. I was dying. It was so fucking funny. It was so fucking funny. Heretical scum, come back here. <laughs> I was talking. So funny. They don't give a shit. So what's so interesting about Wild Child and Nanny is that they're super weird now for having died on a menth, but they are connected. And they're They've not just some... connected to each other. They're connected to a menth still. 
And they they and kind of reveal a, a shit storm. <laughs> that Amenth has got a plan for them. Yeah, they're coming. They they're serve coming they back. serve a different purpose. Yeah. Now this thing, so Amenth. So uh, I'm still confused as to what is on Otherworld, what is on Arako, and where where is Amenth? Is Amenth not Arak- in any of those yeah. things? No, Amenth is its own world. It's basically Amenth is on the other side of Otherworld from us. So to go from Earth to Amenth, you have to go through Otherworld. Okay. And Arako is on Amenth, or it was. Now it's back. But are they, so the people, so they rule that one part of, was it Dryasdor? On Otherworld? They invaded, you have to think of it as they invaded Dryador. So they came in to Otherworld to get to Earth, and the first place they hit was Dryador. So they took it over. So my thing is, who is, so if all of the mutants were moved to Earth, and 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 like, and Apocalypse and all of them are on Dryador... Then who who's left on a menth? Just the demons? I don't think Apocalypse and them are on Dryador. I you think, think Apocalypse and them are on a menth. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, then who's a Dryador? Um, it's probably the people that were there bef- before they got insurrected. Well, they're not going to just let them take back over. Why not? All right. Well, inquiring minds want to know. Um, you hear that, Saturnine? Um, but anyway, so this really was just like one big battle scene. And against Cameron Hodge and his right robots. I love that they're called the right. Uh, and we have timely. Uh, Cameron, of course, since it's battling robots, Empath is like, I'm out of here. And I was like, what do you mean you're out of here? You need to go to Cameron. <laughs> like, you need to go right up to Cameron and get him to love you. And eventually, Or love on some robots. Yeah. <laughs> like he tries to do. Yeah, and eventually he tries to do that, and it turns out it's like, no, you're you're just a dumb robot. You're not really a person. I love that empath was like, you're gonna fuck a robot now. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> it's so funny. And then he basically proved to like prove against his point. He basically commits suicide. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this Cameron Hodge is rogue AI, and so again, the idea of AI comes up as. Now the number one enemy of the mutant race. Yes. And if you consider that artificial intelligence is the enemy of the X-Men now, what Nanny does at the end where she finds a baby robot is real bad. Why are there baby robots? I guess to say that they became so close to being intelligent that they started siring. Okay, that was the one thing I didn't understand. I was like, does the rope, does the metal grow? Like, what? <laughs> I mean, I think so, yeah. So that seemed, I think very, they... that seemed very strange. I was like, I don't get this concept. I'm here for it, but I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, it's just a baby robot. It's like baby Yoda, <laughs> but metal. But Nanny bringing that, that abomination <laughs> to Krakoa is not good. Definitely, definitely. The other thing, but she is, can't help herself, especially yeah. And I do like that it's like you see the where where Psylocke is just like, oh, I'm here on a mission from Sinister, and then she's like, oh, I'm here on another mission from Magneto. She's fucking has a she's playing a million different games. She is so she's fascinating. playing a million games. She's so fascinating, but but Magneto was like, bitch, if you see robots, you fucking. You erase take them that out. shit. And poor yeah. Havoc is like, we're friends. We're friends. And then they all die in front Oh, Havoc is so stupid. He's such a dummy. He's like, my, my friend, the mutant scum. Hey, buddy. We don't call each other that. Like, Havoc, you dummy. Yeah, he's so, he's so going through it. What's so weird is when the robot dies... It it says something in Krakoan. Is that because Psylocke uploaded some sort of like Krakoan virus yes, that's to all of them? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other weird thing is how hot sex between Psylocke and Grey Crow would be. Mm-hmm. And they are feeling it. She's like, I see you. You're a good man. A big man. Now go. 
She's like, I'll, I'll do this ugly part. She's like, I'll kill these robots. You don't have to. You have enough. Baby, I'll kill these robots. You're gonna kill the robots in my pussy. How about that? She's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And so empath dies again, which is fun. Well, I'm also kind of like, is each ep- is each comic gonna have their own Kenny? Right. But this is one like, where this is the first time empath empath has a thing where he needs he's he needs to have a. He needs a little more depth. He needs to have like a want. You know what I mean? Right now he's pure chaos. Yeah, just total asshole. Well, what yeah. is it called? Like he's like evil chaos. What, what's the like thing? chaotic evil? Chaotic evil. Yeah. Where he just wants to mess everything up. He needs a want to try. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think let's it'll get him make, up to chaotic neutral. Yeah, I right? think it'll make him more interesting. And I think he, yes. especially now, because we saw how useful he is, he is very, very useful. Yes. And I think if we can find him a want, I don't know if it's a love interest or though when that, remember his love interest with Magma, that was super toxic. Like, so I don't know. Oh my God. If we want something sh- like that, where it's basically right. like him mind raping people. Um, nope. But we need to give him something because I think he has the potential to be super, super uh, interesting, fascinating. I think he should be in love with Grey Crow. He does come across really faggy. Why is it yeah, that right? like, if you're a proper villain, you're a fag? Why is that? I'm talking to you, yeah, Why is that? All the Jafars I, and Scars and Captain Hooks of the world. I mean, Empath does like toying with Grey Crow, right? Like provoking Grey Crow. Empath's like, we're going to do, what are you going to do? Fuck me? Oh, I mean, kill me? And then Grey Crow's Empath just like, and then he, then he's just like, it's because I like you. It's and because I, I like you and I want your hands around my throat. And then Grey Crow's like, what are you talking about? If you liked me, you could just make me like you. And then he's like, but that's not real. I want it from you, but real. And then the music starts playing. <laughs> oh, baby. I would say, oh, you know what? If I was doing a TV show and Empath was a character, whenever he was using his powers on someone, they would have a soundtrack of that emotion in their head. And that's how you could tell, like, his powers were controlling you. Yeah, there you go. That's actually a really good idea. Oh, my I God. love this. Yeah. I'm, I'm still about this robot, this brief moment of robot friendship that Havoc has with this robot. And it's just like, it's hitting me now, like, how fucking funny Zeb Wells is. Like... For the for Havoc to de- think he's developing this friendship with this robot and like this cute pet name that the robot has for Havoc, mutant scum, and Havoc's gonna like teach him that that's not good. And then after the robot dies, <laughs> it basically says to Havoc, "You were never my friend." <laughs> and Havoc is upset. Oh, it's so stupid. <laughs> Havoc is like holding his head in his hand know, on the like, plane uh, on the way back. Every, you know, they're all just like, what's, such a they're all dummy. Just like, what's her problem? Uh, what's she's her going p- through it. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. It's um, so good. Yeah, it's great. I will say it does make me wonder though. There's a very big potential of a danger of like having Warlock around. If they're so anti-AI and having this baby robot, I mean, isn't having yeah. someone that's actually part of the people that, like, of the, of, I, I feel Moira would be like, what the fuck is Warlock doing here? Get Did that thing hear, out of here. Did you hear about yeah. my life number six? <laughs> it was life number Don't six, Don't you know right? about timeline six? Uh, yeah. Didn't I, didn't I tell you? <laughs> didn't I tell you? You cannot go to a timeline sex. I would have also loved it if like they just if Myra had like eleven lives, and then it was like on life number seven, she was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna be a stripper." <laughs> <laughs> she was just like, "I don't want to deal with any of this. I'm gonna be a stripper." In timeline number seven, Moira <laughs> became the world's most famous 
celebrity stalker. She was like, fuck it. I'm going to meet the people that I think are cool. <laughs> She's like, I'm fuck gonna, it. I'm going to become friends with Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm going to fuck timeline. Harry Styles before he was. No, he cannot before he was in One Direction. He was Wait, afraid. what movie did I just see that Harry Styles is in? I think Is he in Eternals? Is that possible? I think so. But do you realize he broke up uh, Olivia Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis' marriage? That's so hot. Although they weren't married, they would just have kids together and were engaged. But she's directing him in a movie. I love it when the female director starts fucking her star. Mm, it's like, hey, this isn't just something old, gross French directors do. Women, we can do anything. <laughs> So, for real, like, who's Harry Styles playing in Eternals? Because he's not listed as a character. It just says Harry Styles. Is he playing himself? Yeah, it's just Harry Styles. It's Harry Styles meets the Eternals. (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, let's IMDB it. But after that, why don't we get to our next section about getting another comic? Oh, you got to get a comic. If it's not X-Men, you still got to get it. Hit it. You gotta get a comic if you wanna get ahead. All right, so I only read one other comic. You did? Well, I read two, and one of them is the one you read, so may I just tell you about the one you didn't? Okay. What fun. Um, you, know, you So you're a big fan of The King in Black. I am not, actually. The current and event. I hate it, and I said I was never going to read it again. Okay, well, there's a tie-in book to The King in Black called Return of the Valkyries. Uh, It's written by Jason Aaron and Taran Grombeck uh, with art by Nina Vakuvia. Um, Vakuva. Um, So listen, it's about Jane Foster taking, you know, in her new persona as Valkyrie, tasked with taking century to Valhalla after he was ripped apart by Null in The King in Black. Okay. So it's the story of her doing this and basically she happens upon a monster in the realm between realms where she's trying to take uh, Sentry to Valhalla and the monster eats Sentry's soul. So now you've got this Sentry soul trapped in a monster but that's only the A plot. In the B plot we follow a new Valkyrie who we've never met before. And she is created. Oh, she's, she's reliving this nightmare moment where her girlfriend dies. Yes, there are lesbians in this book. But all the Val- I thought all the Valkyries are dead. Right. So that's what's weird. That's why this is the return of the Valkyries. But what's weird is this is a never before met Valkyrie. And she's reliving this moment of where her girlfriend, Valkyrie, dies. And then she winds up at a bar. But she the whole time she's saying, none of this is real, none of this is real. So she's in this weird, like, trapped, like, nightmare is realm. It like, is it, but is it like, is she like uh, Asgard bar? Like Asgard world? Or is she on Earth world? It's just, we don't know where she's in this like weird is nightmare Is it a lesbian realm. bar or is it like a medieval Viking bar? It is clearly a lesbian bar. <laughs> okay. Um, no, it's like a medieval Viking. It's like, it's like a space it's a bar. Like the, the bartender. <laughs> it's actually both. The bartender is a, an alien. She's like a pink muscular alien. Also very dykey. Okay. Love it. Okay, so while Jane Foster is fighting this monster, she like pierces like the veil, like she pierces some like wall of reality and creates a hole and can see the other Valkyrie at the bar through this hole and like pulls her through. So now you've got this this never before met Valkyrie who was reliving this moment of her girlfriend dying in some weird nightmare realm. She's now fighting with Jane Foster against this monster that ate Sentry in whatever realm Jane Foster's in. And here's the point of it all. The new Valkyrie, the one we've never met before, who's who's lamenting the death of her girl. It's Batwoman. Looks exactly like okay. looks exactly like Tessa Thompson. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's just bringing and, her character in. Yeah, and the girl who she's um mourning looks 
it's not Brunhilde Valkyrie, but it looks like Brunhilde Valkyrie, just like that moment for Ragnarok that they cut out right, because yeah. it was too lesbian-y. They cut it out? Yeah. I, was that cut out? Oh, no, there was, there was like an embrace that was cut out. Like they showed oh. them like, yeah, there was like a kiss or an embrace that was cut. There was a part where like Brunhilde was like pushing Tessa Thompson's head down. Yeah, no, they, they showed like, like true... Yeah, exactly. Like, oh no, they were straight up scissoring. Like, it was a hot seven minute <laughs> scissoring scene. Stop it. We, we, stop it. Um, so, long story short, I believe this is like, I know there was one in that um, Exiles book where like Peggy Carter was Captain America. Um, there was like a Tessa Thompson ish Valkyrie in that. But I think this one is like, okay, from now on, you guys, Tessa Thompson Valkyrie will be here. I don't know. Turns out we reveal at the end, she is one of the original nine Valkyrie that like rode alongside Odin's father. She was there for Odin's birth. Odin's birth, not Thor's, Odin's. Damn it. So she's old. But how long has she then been trapped in, in lesbian bar world? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know if she was with the group of Valkyrie that died in War of the Realms. We don't know. Um, and then how does this relate to King and Black? Uh, it's all because of the cent- they're taking the century's soul after he died. Is that what you read? Is that that's the actual plot you were reading? Yeah. There isn't uh, like something going on with the actual King and Black and all that other stuff. No, like Null's not in it. It's just it's like just the the connection point is the death of century. All right, well good because I hate that other character. Yeah, I mean I'm sure they'll uh, they'll wind up fighting him at the end or some shit, but Is 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 uh is did somebody die? Didn't didn't uh Yeah, um Century. But besides and him, but did, uh... in number 2 Eddie Brock Venom. So Eddie dies. so Venom died. Yeah, Does that but mean it turns out it is the new Venom. No, the, but the kid has powers that can stop Null. Surprise. Ugh. I hate Ugh. it. I hate 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 it. And da da da, I hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were talking about the Eternals. I am DB Harry Styles. He is not oh. the Eternals. Oh my God. Good. Okay. Good. Because <laughs> he's listed alongside, on Google, he's listed alongside the rest of the cast. So maybe he's, right now he's not in IMDb with it so who knows who knows not saying that he won't be in it but maybe he's just playing himself i think it's about the eternals meeting harry styles there's a part where they go just being like why is this woman so manly in this dress and he's like it's for a vogue shoot and then uh, candace owen comes in and then they just vaporize her i think that's uh, that would be amazing that would be amazing um, but back to the eternals did we read the new comic eternals number one i did by kieran gillen I did, and it's kind of like, hey, we want people to just know that there's a thing called the Eternals. <laughs> so that when the movie comes hey guys. out, there's something going on. Um, were you... So we have these Eternals. So when last we saw the Eternals, they were in the beginning of Jason Aaron's Avengers run, where the Avengers were fighting like the Dark Celestials or whatever. And they visited the Eternals, and the Eternals like had just learned that their purpose all along was not to protect humanity and be the golden champions of the planet earth. Like they were always thought they were just, but a it was basically to, to serve. Yeah. Yeah. They were just, it was to serve humanity. Yes. So that they didn't take that news well. And they all kind of like murder suicided each other. Yeah. Oh so they all are dead and then all have are resurrecting them because they have their own like pro- resurrection protocols as well. So this is where I was going. So it's all about like how they form this society and they're all connected and they have these resurrection protocols and there is like not like an island, but it's like a broader kind of nation state that's spread around the earth. I'm like, this is fucking Krakoa, y'all. Definitely. The way they're setting it up and enlisting all these characters out, they had like a little kind of like, these are all the characters that could come into play. The one thing that I'm confused is the original Eternals is very convoluted. Because Thanos is an eternal, right? And so the, I am so glad you brought this up. And But he was from the Titan Eternals. So I just remember there was different Eternals living on different planets, kind of diverging separately yeah. from each other. And then there was the yeah. one Eternals that got super big powers. And then there's Thanos was on his thing with his power. So I'm still a little confused of like, is that all gone? And now there's just like one group of all these Eternals, like this is all of them. You know what it is? 
um, originally there was a group in Marvel called the, the like the Titanians, like and that was Thanos and all them. Oh, and they and made they were them like the, Eternals. They made the, they they made them Eternals. Yeah, okay. they like kind of okay. retcons that the, the Uranians and the Titanians they're Eternals. And apparently, um, but, uh, you can also switch genders during resurrection. Yes. So this is where it, it ties into the movie. Um, the Sprite character, and it looks like it didn't happen just now. It happened previously that Sprite went from being an 11-year-old boy to an 11-year-old whoop girl. Yeah. So Neil Gaiman's Eternals is about Sprite, an 11, who becomes an 11-year-old boy in that story. All the, like, all the stuff that Sprite was excluded for, they basically said that you know the excluded SP is Sprite. Um, like there are basically certain Eternals that uh, the Eternal leader Zaros has left out of the resurrection protocols. Like, ooh, won't be resurrecting that one. Won't be resurrecting that one. One of them was Sprite because of what the character did in Neil Gaiman's Eternal story. Yeah, Sprite's the one who wiped all their memories, all that. Sprite came back as a girl in this story. Why? Because they cast a girl. They made Sprite female in the movie. And. But also, why did they? They were like, "Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna bring her back." I was still like, "Why? Why?" I'm, I'm, there's a higher purpose, I'm sure. Um, but then it looked like what's the main the leader's guys with the Z Zaro? Zaros, no. yeah, Zaros. Zaros. He's like you. He was like Icarus, who's kind of like the main character. I guess you could call him the. Yeah, Icarus is going to be Captain America uh, of the. Teams. Yeah, Icarus is like the most recognizable one. And uh, um, it's also like, Richard Madden in the movie. Yes. Oh, I can't wait for that. And they're like, why don't you fucking bring, uh, we're bringing back Sprite. And he's like, why? And he's like, there's a plan. And then they come back and then Zorus is dead. Murdered. Murdered. Head. His, his skull crushed. <laughs> skull, skull crushed. Skull crushed. crushed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then they go, but that's the thing is, uh, it seems like Sprite's acting as if when she gets to Earth that she hasn't been to Earth since the Neanderthals. That's not true, is it? Isn't that strange? So I guess Sprite has no memory from... Oh, you know what I just realized? They said, oh, we booted her up from her last backup oh, that like we I felt... said, Krakoa. We used the last backup that we felt is, like, not dangerous. So I think that... I just answered my question myself. So I guess that's why they did that. Yeah. Um... So this is Icarus and Sprite. Basically, Sprite's causing mischief and mayhem when Icarus resurrects her. And so they're dealing with that. They bump into Iron Man, who Iron Man remembers them, uh, Icarus anyway, from Jason Aaron's early Avengers run. And Iron Man's like, whoa, you're not going to freak out again. I guess that's a reference to kind of like the suiciding that they all did. Yeah. And then they go, they're like, uh, Fastus calls them back. Fastus, who's going to be the um, the gay eternal in the movie, calls them back. And they're like, Zaris, throat slashed, skull crushed. <laughs> and they're like, somebody with a really big hand crushed his head. And then somebody with a really big hand shows up at the end. And that's Thanos. Mm-hmm. And here's why I'm glad you brought up Thanos. When I... I've never connected the Eternals to Thanos in my mind when thinking about the Eternals movie. So is the Eternals movie going to like give more background and backdrop about Thanos? Like how central is Thanos well, going to be? The thing we have to think about is, is when the, the biggest mystery I have of the Eternals is when is this starting before earth begins? Is it starting now and then showing flashback you know what i mean is this post-civil war before civil war will it play be all over the map because i mean technically eternals could start before humanity even begins i'm looking at the cast list on uh, imdb and they're like i'm looking at the, the lower cast like not the main characters there's a an actor who's playing a babylon villager so that makes me feel like there is going to be some sort of ancient times thing element yeah because that it could be like they could make it easily that thanos was one of them and then moved on like is it them like oh my god what did our boy do oh i mean it also could pick up like after the snap and they're just like this is our fault you know i think that would be very interesting 
That would be kind of that would be very interesting. The other thing to uh, factor in is uh, who Kit Harrington plays, Dane Whitman, the Black Knight. So is Dane Whitman going to exist in medieval times or is Dane Whitman going to be a modern character? Exactly. I hope it's modern because having Jon Snow be another medieval looking like swordsman, it's just, I I want to, I want, God, I miss seeing Jon Snow. I forgot how much yeah. of a boner I have for him. Is he going to actually have <laughs> scenes with his Stark brother? Oh, that would be fun. <gasps> Who's that? Richard Madden? Yeah. I never watched Game of Thrones. What? Ah, I didn't a... watch Game ah, of well, Thrones. Well, you won in the end because it's the end. Boo. Yeah, I, right? I knew it. <laughs> I knew the whole time it was going to end you bad. You played the long game. <laughs> I did. I was like, don't do it. Don't turn it on. Wait for it. Ah, here oh, it is. Oh, no. Richard she Madden just... had a, the, the horrifying death. Red Wedding oh. was all him. Oh, he's so sexy, though. How could you death him? Have you seen that movie, that movie where he's like a gay priest or whatever? No. What? And he's like having full on man sexy times. No, but he has he has a lot of man sex. Not a lot, but he has man sex with Dame Meh. With uh, Elton John. Oh, that's right. You know, yeah. he also kind of came out as bi. Yeah, yeah. I think he's full on gay. And I think they like, he wanted to come out and they just, then Marvel came a calling. So they stuffed him back in the closet. Well, here's the weird thing that he's bi is the reason he fully came out as bi is he was on that panel with, um, what's his name from Pose? Who's the actor from Pose? Billy Porter. Yeah. And Billy Porter basically went off saying straight people should not be playing gay characters. And then afterwards, people came to him being like, what did you feel and how do you feel about playing these gay characters? And then finally he was like, well, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not straight. I'm not fully straight. So He's too pretty. To, he's too hot to be straight. Come well, there on. was a while where he was like living with one of the actors or something. And was like, are you guys fucking? I think you're fucking and you're living with. He is probably a gay pig bottom. Let's go. You know, okay. We see you, Richard Madden. Gay pig bottoms. Do you know who I want to be a gay pig bottom for? Who? Ossoff, the new John Ossoff. (gasps) Oh my God. Do I have a photo to send you? Ossoff. Is he topless? Oh, he's so fucking hot. No, I wish. But he's, um, it's a close up and he has a beard. Oh, I've seen that one. Oh, honey. I've jerked off to that one already. He is so fucking hot. He's so fucking hot. I'm so happy he won because he's so fucking hot. Oh, I want to see him shirtless so bad. I want, honestly, like my dream porno is watching Beta O'Rourke fuck the hell out of John. (laughs) (laughs) All right, stop it. See, Ossoff gives me kind of top vibes. And especially when he's just like, he's just like, hey, Mm. y'all. Y'all, I want, y'all stick that dick in me. (laughs) Mm. Mm -mm -mm. I want to, I want to, yeah, I want it. Anyway. I think John Ossoff should play Reed Richards in the MCU. (gasps) Fuck yeah. Wait, is he an actor or a politician? I can't remember anymore. Whatever. And then I want Kelly Leffler to play um, a murdered court. Sue! Sue, Let's cast her as Sue. Let's cast John Ossoff and Kelly Leffler as Reed and Sue. Let's I'm convinced it. that bitch is a robot. She is not a human being. Fucked up. I was like, no one talks I, like that. Yeah. But she's gone. Yeah, she's, and then she wore that, like, like the gingham and flannel and vests to appeal to the... Oh, God, I'm like, you are a billionaire. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, the Eternals comic ends with Thanos being like, I'm probably the one that killed Zarus, okay? And here's the deal with this is what they need to do is I feel like they're setting up a really fun world. They're setting up a really fun plot. But right now, I do not know these characters enough to be fully invested in them. So their real goal now is they just need to start from like from the very beginning to make us like and want to go on the journey with these characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's and it's a challenge. Like- it seems like they are, what with all these characters, like, just have woken up again. Yes, yes. But still, like, I still don't get what Icarus's deal is. Sprite, I get Yeah. It. Icarus, I'm yeah. still like, what are you? You're very brooding. But what is that? What is maybe that maybe re- we should check back in with the Neil Gaiman Eternals. Yeah. Read that. 
And also, like, any of Cersei's Avengers adventures, I wonder. Right. Who plays Cersei? Angelina Jolie? Gemma Chan. Oh, Gemma Chan. Oh, right. Yeah. And I just rewatched Captain Marvel. Jeff and I watched it, the other the other Jeff, and I watched it the other night. And Gemma Chan is Minerva. I'm like, this lucky bitch gets to play two Marvel people. I, I'm at zero. She's at two? That's not fair. <laughs> Same Josh Brolin. And Josh, like Ryan Josh... Reynolds. No, Ryan Reynolds. Wait, no. no, no. He played two superheroes. He, yeah, that's right. Green, Green Lantern. I'm trying to think. Who else has played two characters? Uh, well, I'll tell you this. That the guy that plays Druig, who we saw in the comic. who Druig, I guess, is kind of like the... Um, what's the Inhumans version of like um, Max... Uh, the one that the one that Game of Thrones guy played in the Inhuman show. Oh yeah, yeah, Maximus, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maximus the Mad. It seems like the Eternals have one that archetype, and that's Druig. Druig, it seems, is played by Barry. I'm going to say Kogan, who also is going to play Yorick in Why the Last Man. So there's one. Why the last? I'm super looking forward to that. That's another comic that successfully did. We were talking earlier about if you have like something like X Factor or Way of X, like exploring an idea, that is one of the best things of like, hey, what if every man just died? Point by point, what would happen? Yeah. That one is so brilliant. It literally is like, this is exactly the the string of events that would happen if that happened. That is good storytelling. Yep. Yep. Uh, do they have an of when that's coming out? I don't know. I, I want to. I'm a super excited for Why the Last Man, and I'm super excited for the Invincible cartoon. Those need to come yeah. out like tomorrow. Invincible. I mean, oh my god, Eternals is coming out in November. That's so far away, Brett. Oh, it's only like six insurrections away. But you know what is not far away. By the time this comes out, it will only be a couple of days away from WandaVision! 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 Fighting for our rights! And her bright red tights! <laughs> Fighting for the truth in your scarlet boots! <laughs> I My prediction for WandaVision is... Oh, and we're segueing into our next segment. Oh my god, I love when we do this naturally! Hit it! Um, Hit it! <laughs> Someone who watch superhero sci-fi stuff with me. Welcome to Someone to Watch Stuff with Me, which is our segment about TV and movies. Anyway, like I was saying, WandaVision's coming out soon. Um, my prediction for WandaVision is that there's definitely we're gonna give her the the nomenclature, the Scarlet Witch. In like I can see like Catherine Hahn as Agatha Harkness being like, there are four types of witches. There's the sapphire witches, the jade witches. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, the no, amber I witches I and the I scarlet like, witches. There's six witches. There's the mustard witch, the peacock witch, <laughs> the plum witch, and the scarlet witch. <laughs> Beware the peacock witch. Um, so to get us psyched and prepped for WandaVision. Disney Plus has dropped a, I'll call it a show. I don't know what the fuck you want from me. A series of highlight reels called Marvel Studios Legends. And basically what you're getting is the highlight reel of one character's major beats. Is there like voiceovers and all stuff? Of the or movies? is it literally just clips? No. Like a montage? No. They do it just by editing. Okay. Like, it's a project I would love to work on. Like, okay, how can you tell Wanda's story just through clips and no voiceover? And, and they is, do it. Is she the only one or they have more? Episode one is Wanda. Episode two is Vision. Oh, it's still coming out weekly? Uh, no, they just dropped. I, I would imagine they're going to drop some like when we get closer. Like, so I'm sure episode three will be Bucky Barnes. Episode four will be the Falcon. And those will come out closer to when. Falcon and Winter Soldier. I, you know, I'm wondering. I don't know. Maybe they'll do like a Captain America and an Iron Man next week. I don't know. Right. But I do love the format. You really, 
like to just be a concentrated version like here's a concentrated Wanda story drip drip on your tongue here you go it's nice to see in seven compressed minutes her evolution from an antagonistic character in Ultron to you know the one who takes on Thanos so handedly at the end of Endgame it's nice to see that journey and only that journey I'm gonna watch it now, I will say this. There, there is a real missed opportunity. I'm so mad. In the Vision one, the Vision one opens. Like, they, they, do, they have some things out of order just to, like, create tone and flavor. So they open the Vision one with he's in his human form. And he's like, ooh, my Mind Stone feels weird. And Wanda, like, does her thingy with her fingers. And she's like, I just feel you. And I was like, oh, they're going to begin there. And then they're going to end with Wanda having to kill Vision where he says, I just feel you. What what a beautiful little moment of storytelling this is. They do not show the I just feel you clip at the end. I'm like, you had such a wonderful full circle storytelling moment uh, right here in front of you. And you didn't do it? Hire me instead. I will give you a paper edit for that montage that will just bring the house down. (laughs) anyway it's really nice just to see a focus on one character especially like minor characters like wanda and the vision watch it marvel studios legends i can't wait i am so jazzed for wanda vision i'm so excited because i saw a review of somebody who saw an early screening and all i needed were the four words elements of David Lynch, and I have never been more excited for anything in my life. Okay, because viewers, you know, no one gives Brett and me boners like Mr. David Lynch. So <laughs> I am here for it. Ooh! I want Dave. What do you think if David Lynch directed a Marvel movie? Directed an MCU movie. Can you what, imagine what do you if think? he was doing like uh, the uh, Doctor Strange? Oh. What's his name? I heard that uh, who's doing uh, Doctor Strange? What's his name? What's his name? Yeah, Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. That he they're letting him go like more full horror with it. Oh, give yeah. The the best one of my favorite Marvel. It's not MC, MCU, but I mean it. It will be folded in soon as an extra dimension, right? Sam is in Spider Man Two. Sam Raimi when the doctors are operate trying to remove. Doc Ock's tentacles and it goes full Evil Dead. Yeah. That is such an underrated moment in superhero movies, I feel. I, I'm i trying to think. I just would... Uh, who? Okay. We're going to end today's show with Lynchian wish list is what I'm calling Lynchian wish lists, yes. Okay. So they're going to make an X-Men solo movie Directed by David Lynch. You get to choose either the X-Men team or the X-Man that David Lynch would do. Oh, my God. All right. You're going to hate the first one that comes to mind. Yeah. What? It's Wolverine. (sighs) Boring. (laughs) Here's why. David Lynch is all about, like, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm going to say all about, uh, the the idea of disassociative identities is such a thing of David Lynch, like one person turning out to be another person or one person escaping into a different persona. Like, to me, that is such a Wolverine thing. Mm-hmm. I, have, I said you would hate my first. And I did. <laughs> No, I'm sure it would be amazing. I mean, no matter what he chose, it would be amazing. I have two. And actually mine, it's not so much a char- necessarily character, um, but more of a, of a specific character arc, where I'd want him to follow the arc. But it would be the early Captain Britain series. Oh, wow, Where wow, Megan wow, first wow. appeared and Psylocke first showed her powers, where there was the, was the Nazi Brian showed up and tried to rape Betsy. And she killed him. And then there was the Warpy Babies. All of that Saturn in first, like, was, was hanging out, too. I would love to see David Lynch do all of that. 
My other thing is, yes, it's been done wrong so many times, but a centric Jean Grey Dark Phoenix story with Mastermind as the main villain, like turning, you know how he like kept making her be in that, I love that. 18th century. Yeah. I would love to see Naomi Watts as Jean Grey. <laughs> Naomi Watts is Jean Grey, where she can't, where it's where you don't know which world you're in, which is the real world. Yeah, the 18th cent, like the or like the old pre Civil War world, or the modern world, where she has too much powers and can destroy the universe. You know, it's funny. I I would like to see him do a Psylocke solo, where you've got disassociative identity between a British Betsy Braddock and an Asian Betsy Braddock, oh, or like an Asian yeah. Conan. That would be super cool. I just like anytime I think of David Lynch, I think of dreams. Exactly. Dreams are big. And like different actors essentially playing the same soul, the same person, the same character. Yes. Um, but it looks different. Those two things to me are very Lynchian. And there's a lot of X-Men that can fit into those things. Like who's a good dream Xavier? Another good dream. I mean, well, they kind of explored in New Mutants with uh, Danny Moonstar. Um, I guess who, uh, Pixie? Pixie, Ileana. Um, who else is a dream powers or mental powers that aren't necessarily? I still hold that Wolverine is the best, most suited David Lynch character. I, the more I think about it, the more I like it. Oh, you know, what's really good is the, uh, uh, the Brian K. Vaughn. Uh, Ultimate X Men run. Do you did you read that? No. What? Did I? I don't remember. It was the early two thousands. I was on drugs. It's it's Brian. It's Brian K. Vaughn. Brett, go back know, and read I'm it. I'm sure I it's, did. Oh. It's so much fun. But there's one character where his bas- ultimate. Ugh. Basically, his parents die, and they bring him into and they bring him in. And, and they're basically like, he's just like, oh, I have these like little, I can kind of warp objects and make them into different things. And then they're just like, oh, okay, you should join the X-Men. Oh, okay, you just go on this mission. Oh, you know what? You should be the leader of the X-Men. And you're reading it and you're like, why are they letting him? What is going on? And then slowly Xavier shows up and is like, what are you doing? We we know what you're doing and we have to kill you. And it just turns out he actually is just this Omega level reality warper. And he's Ooh. just warping the X-Men so that he'll be the star. And they basically were like, we have to take you down because you're going to destroy the world. Oh <laughs> and it was like a three issue arc. It was very, it was very good. I mean, David Lynch could do something great with that. Anyway, I like that. David Lynch. We love you. Come back to us. We love David you. Lynch. We love you. We enjoy your daily weather reports. I'm gonna I'm gonna force uh, my boyfriend to watch Wild at Heart next. That's the next David Lynch movie I'm gonna make. Ooh, watch. what David Lynch movie should I force my husband to watch? Has he seen Wild at Heart? Probably not. I mean, if and just Diane Ladd putting lipstick on crazy, oh, crazy all over her face. In the mirror, that's that's price of admission alone. <laughs> alone. Thank you. And then the random heavily obese women running around in the background for no reason. Yep. <laughs> oh. Genius. I love him. Um, you know who else I love? Um, who? Our four listeners. Our four listeners who are like, wrap it up already. Seriously. I've got an insurrection to fight. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to Comic Book Queer's Legacy. We do this every week. <laughs> Uh, we try to anyway. So tune in um, each and every week while we talk about comics in the same bitchy way. Evil Jeff, what else? Um, the other thing is we have discovered uh, our own conspiracy theory. Um, and that is if you read comics, well, then it turns out you will be Queer. Queer. All right, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.